0: Hello everybody, I am Jason Trader, and I am the Prince of Wessex, and this is the Art of Being the Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about something called battle rhythm. What's battle rhythm? Well, sorry guys, but I was in the military for quite some time, and my mind, for some reason, you know, I guess maybe it was all the brainwashing... (laughs) Still thinks very militarily. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because I learned some things in the Marine Corps uh, that helped provide uh, a benefit to my life. Okay. And I learned some traits, I learned some training habits, and I learned some ways of structuring, as we call in the military, a battle rhythm, which helps structure how you're going to go to battle, right? It's 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 a rhythm or a set plan. And the reason it's called a rhythm is because it would be repeating, right? So it's a set plan with a repeating factor uh, that helps you be prepared for battle. Now, let me put that into terms uh, that uh, a civilian would understand. Okay. So basically let's look at, and I still use these, these, these uh, things today, and I want to discuss, uh, I'll get into the biblical aspect of it in a minute, but Um, let, us put it into terms that you can understand first. So it's basically setting a yearly, monthly, weekly, and daily schedule. Okay. So, uh, on my job that I currently have, um, I still institute a battle rhythm because it's such a good way to live your life. And I hope that you guys can glean from this as well. So, so like the first of the month, right? I have these things that my job requires, and I have set on my calendar, the first of the month I do this, the eighth of the month I do this, the 10th of the month I do this, the 30th of the month I do this, right? And I set on my calendar at the beginning of every month, I've, that will never change. The first of the month will always have that one particular task that I'm required to do monthly, and I do it at the first so that the whole rest of the month I've already completed the minimum requirement right out the, right out the gate, right? and no matter what happens on the first, no matter how busy it gets, how crazy it gets, I prioritize toward what I plan on my battle rhythm. So uh, things can often get in the way of schedules, and they always do, but I, because I've set my battle rhythm, know going into a day, so I know that like tomorrow's the 10th, right? Because today's the ninth. tomorrow's the 10th. Well, on the 10th on my schedule, I have something that I do every month on the 10th without fail and so I know to plan around that the days leading up to it to try to prevent things from happening and and on that day so um, I'm supposed to send out monthly emails to allow people to know resources available to them uh, within the military because I still work for the government so on the 10th of every month I accomplish this task and that, that means I won't have to worry about it for the rest of the month, and no matter what happens, tomorrow, before I go home, I will do that one particular resource email that I'm required to do, and I will do it again on the 10th of the month, in one month, as a set rhythm. Now, this rhythm, just like the rhythm to music, or the rhythm of, of marching feet, it's basically putting one step in front of another so that by the end of the month or the day or the week, however long your battle rhythm is planned out, you will have accomplished all the things that are required of you to be ready to uh, for inspection or uh, to accomplish the, um, the project that your boss has you, has you uh, doing right now. And you, you plan it out. So we're, we're used to this, right? So some people in business would are kind of starting to understand what I'm talking about when I say battle rhythm, because they, they have uh, deadlines, right? So you start a project today, then they'll say in one week, we'll be here. In one month, um, we'll be here on the project so that by the end of the year, the project will be complete. And you set these milestones in place so that you can always stay on track with your task okay so now you're understanding what in civilian terms i mean by saying battle rhythm and uh it's it's honestly a really good way to to schedule not just your work life but your home life as well you know if you got soccer practice every tuesday dance class every saturday then that's part of your battle rhythm right you go into that day with a planning factor, knowing that whatever happens on Tuesday, I gotta go to soccer practice. No matter what happens on Saturday, I gotta go to dance practice. And you schedule and plan your day that way. So it, it's it's something that we do regularly. But sometimes, if you don't if you don't quantify it, if you don't put a name on it, people don't realize what it is. So I like to put a name on it. I call it Battle Rhythm. You can just call it Weekly Schedule or uh, I've seen it be called a week in sight, a month in sight, me- meaning your week within your site, right? So your week written out in a scheduled way so that you can follow the scheduled plan for the week. Now, uh, like I said, plans don't ever work out, right? And, and things always change. But having that set rhythm and having that set schedule makes it uh, easier to mitigate factors that would come in because I know what's going to happen. So I try to plan around it so that it's uh, surprises are less likely. And if a surprise does happen, that takes priority over what I'm doing, then it's just simple communication to the boss or communication to the, the soccer coach or whatever the case may be saying something more important has arisen. I've got to make a change, right? So that if it's that important to change your battle rhythm, then it, that it must be an emergency situation. So, uh, so you understand kind of what I'm doing, uh, or what I'm talking about rather is, is setting a schedule to help plan your life and make your days more organized. And, and we're creatures of habit, right? All of us, you guys, uh, listening, human beings in general, we are creatures of habit. We wake up pretty much the same time every day and you you know, you whatever you do in the morning, it's usually, I brush my teeth, I do this, I take a shower, I eat my breakfast, I warm up my car, I put on my, you know, you got your little set things that you do. But if you really sat down and kind of quantified it and really went after it, you, you would be able to find a bunch of white space in your day. Uh, white space just basically means free time. So you'd be able to find a bunch of free time in your day to accomplish more that you need and by setting a schedule it can help us and i want to talk to you and this is where i'll get into the biblical aspect of a battle rhythm and how keeping a set schedule is not only beneficial like anytime you read all these uh, get well or get help books or these inspirational people they want you to schedule things they want you to be organized You know, a lot of very successful people are very successful because they have great organizers on their team. Uh, One of the things I did for the brief stint when I was working over at Amazon uh, as an executive assistant was to plan the schedule and to maintain the schedule of my boss so that he could be more efficient. So this is understood on a corporate level just as much as it is understood in the government with the military battle rhythm, that having a set standard schedule that plans out your day, your week, your month, and even your year will help you be more organized and help you be able to ensure you accomplish the requirements that you have. Now, how does that relate to biblical aspects? Well, I'll tell you, battle rhythm or a set standard schedule, is a biblical concept. It's a biblical concept. And not only is it biblical, God wants you to do it. (laughs) He wants you to have a set schedule, which is why he wrote it out in the Torah. All right, so uh, some of you listening would know and some would not, but uh, we in my family are Torah observers that... Uh, to put it in Western Christian terms, the law, right? So a lot of people say the law is done away with. I'm not here to argue uh, and have a theological debate with you about whether the Sabbath is still viable or not. You know, uh, I think it's hilarious, though, how people say, "Uh, I don't have to follow the commandments, only the Ten Commandments, and then they completely skip over the one that says, remember the Sabbath, and they go, oh, every day is my Sabbath. That's funny to me. That just doesn't even make sense uh, in my mind to say that it's vi- viable and then not do exactly what it says, but give it some new definition and some new meaning. It doesn't really make sense. And it's not really how God works, but I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you, but what I will say is personally in my life, when my family made the choice to become a Torah observant family. I did not convert to Judaism. Okay. (laughs) I did not convert to Judaism. That's a different thing. I became a Torah observant believer in Yahshua, his uh, transliterated name being Jesus Christ. So I became a Torah observant believer in Jesus. And uh, the reason I did it is because I believe that, that Jesus was also Torah observant, and also were, so were all the apostles. And so was the Apostle Paul. And if you want to know more about that, we've got a bunch of podcasts on that. Or uh, as I say all the time, and I'll say it at the end when I give all my information, just email me. Let's talk about it. Let's chat. Because I don't want to be the one doing the wrong thing, guys. And I'm not too proud to discuss biblically with other other Christians Uh, important things about the scriptures, but let's get back to the point, which is God wants you, the Most High wants you to have a battle rhythm, which is why he gave the Hebrews a battle rhythm. He gave them a set time to observe certain days and certain events. So there's a Sabbath, there's a new moon, right? And then there is also uh, various other festivals and feasts that take place. And these feasts prompt you to do all kinds of things. They prompt you to harvest wheat. They prompt you to sacrifice animals. And we forget that a sacrificing of an animal, that might be the only goat you got. If you cutting that guy down for a Passover celebration, that's the lamb you're going to be eating until there's nothing left of that lamb. You're going to be eating that for quite some time, right? Uh, And same thing with uh, like waving, uh, there's a, a wave offering, you know, you're pulling out like grain and you're waving it. Well, that means you had to have harvested it. So it gave them a set schedule and a set time to accomplish various tasks. We're even told within the scriptures that the, the stars, the sun and the moon are for signs and seasons. So it makes sense that the moon from a Hebrew perspective, when it becomes a new, the renewed moon, when it is renewed and starts giving off its light again, when it goes from, you know, it goes from dark, right, to full and back to dark. It's the process of, of the moon waxing and waning. And when it starts to show again and the renewed moon appears, that means a new month is set. So God not only did he does he want us to follow these certain days, and again, I'm not going to debate it with you. Let's just discuss the the Torah from a Hebrew perspective. Uh, but in the in the Torah observant Hebrew communities, uh, they are still doing that and did that for thousands of years, and they and like I said, they still do today. People still blow trumpets to celebrate the the appearance of a new moon, which means a new month is here. So, God when he made creation gave creation a battle rhythm he gave creation you will do this at this time sun in this season you'll appear in this part of the sky in this season you will appear in this part of the sky right the sun the moon the stars they all move about in a in a way to help us follow a set battle rhythm it's even built into creation and we know that the father himself rested on the seventh day so if he did that i'm not any better than him right obviously he's the most high the mighty mighty one there is none other like unto the most high and if he rested on the seventh day is good enough for him then it's good enough for me so i began to become a sabbath observing uh believer in yeshua and uh i didn't really know what i was in for uh, and, and, and this is where I'm gonna get into the personal testimony of, of this whole thing. And I hope I've done a, a decent job explaining, and I think you, you should understand that a schedule helps your life, right? So I started observing the set schedule of the Most High. Like, why would the Most High give the Hebrew people a bad idea? Why? Like That doesn't even make sense, right? Like, why would the Most High give the Hebrews an idea that was only okay and then would stop being okay later? Then that's really not that great of a plan because it didn't endure. They say that all the time about, like, presidents and stuff, right? Like, presidents of the United States, like, you can tell how good or bad a policy was by how long it lasts. Like, if they put it in place and it was working so well that 100 years later, we're still paying property tax, that you know so the government liked what was happening property tax came in it was supposed to be temporary to pay for a war effort and now we're still doing it today because the government liked it they thought it was a good idea so the guy who came up with that idea it uh was obviously a good idea and it lasted forever so to think that the most high would have an idea that is only good for a certain period of time and wouldn't be good forever you don't really know how god works because what that guy says he he means it not only does he mean it but he always says and always does what is best for his people. So to say, having a scheduled day of worship is a bad thing. Uh, I would just wouldn't even understand that, and I don't think that most Christians would think that, right? Because they have their set time on Sunday, uh, which was traditionally when the sun god was worshipped in the Roman uh, era, and it and it relates back to to sun worship. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, so when I get to my personal keeping of a battle rhythm and I started keeping the Sabbath, this is how it affected and changed my life. And that is when we started observing the Sabbath on, 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 on Shabbat on Saturday, we realized we can't cook on that day. Okay. So Friday became prep day. And we would start prepping and, and kind of spend the day on Friday cooking and preparing food until Friday evening. so that And we would prepare enough so that we would have enough food left over on the Sabbath so that we wouldn't have to cook it. So that we would have other things lying about. And uh, so we'd cook that amount of food. But what happened was the first time we started keeping the Sabbath is... We didn't have enough food for the next day. <laughs> so we had to cook on the Sabbath. And I'm like, oh man, I've just started keeping the Sabbath and I'm already terrible at it. Next week, let's plan. So the week after that, what we did is we grocery shopped on Thursday to make sure we had enough food, prepped it on Friday, and then prepped more so that we had it on Saturday. So we ended up, because we began to observe what and do what God commanded the Hebrew people we found that we started getting a natural battle rhythm to our family that we just didn't anticipate. We didn't anticipate that that would be one of the benefits and one of the blessings of keeping the Sabbath was having a set battle rhythm. I just never in my wildest dreams would have even thought that. I just thought it was a time of rest, and it is, but I didn't realize how much it would change the rest of my life. Because now we know what we're doing on Thursday, we know what we're doing on Friday, and we know what we're doing on Saturday. And because we're cooking all of our food on Friday to prepare for the next day, it becomes a meal prep day. And for those of you that know, any health um, person who, who's gonna guide you in nutrition and teach you how to eat, they're all gonna tell you meal prep, right? Because when you wake up in the morning it and you're running late or you're super, super tired, it might be hard to grab a healthy, healthy breakfast And you end up just eating garbage, right, and then feeling bad for the rest of the day and wondering why we're getting cancer and you can't lose weight, right? But the meal preppers, right, they'll tell you, hey, get out there and meal prep so that when you wake up in the morning, you already have all the food you need and set it out and plan your meals for the week so that you'll end up making healthier choices. That's what happened to us as a family due to us keeping the Sabbath, so Thursday became grocery shopping day. Friday becomes prep day. Saturday becomes the Shabbat. And then on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we always have leftover food because we spent the time preparing it on the uh, preparing it on Friday to prepare for the Sabbath on Friday evening. And um, people just started, my friends, like I'm, I'm coming into work, and people just started being like, yo, Jason, you look like you've lost a lot of weight. Wow, you look so good. And I just couldn't think of why. I'm like, I'm not losing weight. I'm the same weight. I'm not really doing what's different about my life. Why does, like, literally everybody for like a whole month was just telling me how good I look. Wow, you're so chipper today. You have so much energy. And I was just like, I don't know what anybody's talking about. I thought I was just being regular, but everybody was saying it. So I started observing what did I change? And I was like, well, the only thing I changed is we started becoming Torah observant, we started observing the Sabbath. And then I realized what was happening. Because of the Sabbath, and because of what's required on that day, and because you're not allowed to work, cook, and you have to rest, all the prep work you do before the time you hit the Sabbath begins to spill over into the rest of your week. And you end up with this steady battle rhythm that carries you throughout the whole week and helps plan it. Meals are prepped, food is ready, so I'm making healthier choices. So inadvertently, By keeping the Sabbath, I started being, being healthier. I had rest and rest, uh, which is also what nutritionists will tell you. You gotta get good sleep. You gotta have rest so that your body can recover from all the damage we're doing to it throughout the week. And, and so the Sabbath became that day. So what happened was I was eating healthier and getting a day of rest. So that's why people were starting to look at me as having more energy and saying that I look weight. It's because I just looked healthier. I was healthier because I kept the Sabbath. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Just like, oh my gosh, like why wouldn't the most high give something to his people that would make them healthier and help schedule and, and put a battle rhythm to their week and help them be more managed and be more organized. Why wouldn't he? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, I just do that on Sunday. And I'm going to tell you, you're a liar. You're a liar. Because, I, and I'm sorry if that offended you. <laughs> and it's because I I was a Sunday churchgoer my whole life. And it is not a day of rest. It is not a day of rest. It is a day of work. And usually it's uh, a lot of church. And then when I was at church, I was always involved. So I'm running around, I'm help, I'm 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 like helping the deacons, I'm helping the pastors, I'm taking stuff to the bank, and, and it was a busy work day for pretty much everybody that was on the ministry team because it had to be, right? And and I don't think that they're doing the wrong thing, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't very restful because it was just a day of just tons of ministry. As a matter of fact, a lot of Sunday nights, uh, I used to be pretty exhausted. I would drive people around and drop them off, give people rides that couldn't get it. And I just spent a lot of time working really hard. And and that's what a lot of Christians do now. And even ones that aren't in ministry, what do you do after church? You go to McDonald's, you go to Taco Bell, you go to a restaurant with your friends, you make very unhealthy eating habits at these locations, and then you go home unrested and unhealthy. Whereas keeping the Sabbath doesn't doesn't cause that problem because you can't do those things on the Shabbat because it's against the law. So it be, it forces you to make better decisions and to plan your week. And that's just my personal testimony with the Sabbath. And um, I think it's important because that Sunday worship stuff like you can worship on Sunday all you want. I I, I don't think that it's a sin to worship on Sunday and i don't think that the pastors are doing the wrong thing when they minister on the shabbat because that's what the priests do on the on the shabbat or on so so pastors working on sunday is no different than a priest working on the shabbat but there is a difference because it is a day of rest and it changes so even when ministers are ministering their rest of their day and the night friday night is when the sabbath starts Uh, is filled with a lot more rest surrounding that ministry work, which is healthier for you. And my personal um, belief is that God always honors those who keep his word. Always. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and and Daniel. These dudes um, were in Babylon And because they refused to violate their law by eating strange meats, they actually got healthier. Go figure. Go figure. These four young men in Babylon got healthier because they would not violate the law of God. Now, God even says in the Bible, and we use it all the time when we talk about tithes. Churches love to talk about tithes and say, God said, Test me and see if I won't bless you, right? That's what they preach behind the pulpit. But if you keep reading, it it, it actually says that you got to keep the word is how you test him. And by tithing, which is a giving of offerings to the priests, is, is also a part of the test as well. So he blesses you for being observant. So even if, let's say you're right and the law is done away with and Paul is the dude with the revelation that changed it all, Why wouldn't it be the Messiah? Why would it be Paul? I don't know. It seems like if the Messiah was here, he should have been the guy to make the change. Some people say, well, it did change with him. Well, he didn't preach that change. Anyway, I digress again. I'm arguing with, I'm arguing and that's not my point. My point is that his word says to take a rest day, to not cook on that day. Don't buy or sell on that day. Take time out and spend it with him. Take a day. And when you say that every day is your Sabbath, you cheapen, you cheapen alone time with your father. You cheapen it because yeah, every day is, but you're also going to work that day. You're also um, cooking on that day. You're also spending time uh, taking your kids out to soccer practices or meeting up with old friends or, you know, doing something for your boss or whatever. They're filled with all kinds of other things, but the difference with the Sabbath, it is a day where only God gets the attention, and that's its intent, and it's hard to do. Uh, you know, it, it took a learning curve for us in our family. You know, like I said, we did not get it at first, and we were like, "Man, we got to go buy food on the Sabbath." Well, we failed, but as we got better at it, we got not only a battle rhythm, which set a schedule for our family that, to this day, like we've been doing this for you know a year, a couple of a couple of years now and um it's still running because the sabbath is still viable and it's still helping us plan and schedule our days i know when the new months are i know when i know when my festivals are i know when i'm supposed to present myself in church i know what i'm supposed to do with certain things at certain times my whole week has been changed because i have a set day for god and the rest of the week just kind of spills into place it's crazy man you just take a day out for god and then all the other days after that just happen to be blessed because you spend time with god test him test him that's all i ask that's all i ask just keep a sabbath keep one sabbath this week this week guys just buy your groceries on thursday prep on friday and and rest on saturday don't do anything listen to sermons uh you know I go on YouTube I listen to sermons from different pastors we have a time on Friday night where we just read the Bible for about 2 hours that's right I have an 8 year old in a room trying to keep her just sitting still for 2 hours while I'm doing nothing but reading the Bible my throat gets dry all kinds of stuff right but we're learning to do it better we have a set time where we read just the scripture just read the scripture for what it is and let it speak for itself then the next day Uh, which is the same day in a Hebrew perspective, but in in the American calendar, right? The next day is Saturday. Uh, We have church. We have a set time of church. After church, we have another pastor that's uh, not near us, but he goes live on YouTube and we watch him. Then we go back for another service. We have a set schedule of time to just focus on learning about the Most High and growing and getting closer and closer and closer to him. And it has completely changed, not just uh, my relationship with God, but it changed our health and it helped us to have a better schedule in our week. And, it, and it's just really spilled over into everything. I, I, and, and I just want to tell you, um, my personal experience with the Sabbath is whether the law is a requirement or not, is not the argument. What I'm trying to argue and what I'm trying to say is, if God said it, Will he not do it? And what he said was, keep this day holy unto me and I will bless you. That's what he said. And I believed him. I believed him. And he showed out. He showed up and showed out like he always does. And he'll do the same in your life. So whether you're a Sabbath keeper or not, whether you're a Torah observant or not, I just want to challenge you this week to just keep a Sabbath, right? Passover's coming up and keep the Sabbath and try to get your schedule in with the Passover. Man, that will be beautiful. I'm telling you, you'll watch, watch how it'll happen. If you schedule your Sabbath and decide that you're going to observe Passover, just open up your Bible and read. It tells you what to do and just do what the Bible says. You don't need to get all fancy with it. It just tells you what to do in that thing. You don't need no Jewish tradition to um, tell you what to do. And I'm not really sure it's literally covered just open up the book. Where's Passover in the Bible? Say that to your Google and look on the thing and it'll tell you what to do, right? So schedule your Sabbaths leading to the Passover and tell me if, you're, if your week don't seem better. Just tell me, just tell me. And I'll, I'll be like, all right, man, I gotta uh, got to eat my words, I guess. But I want you to test God. Like he says, test me in it. Keep my words and test me and see if I will not bless you. Keep the Sabbath this week keep it next week. Just just get yourself on a scheduled rhythm with God. That is the overall point to this whole thing. Get in rhythm with God. One day a week, this is all I'm going to do. I'm not going to be running back and forth to church. I'm not going to be going out and eating McDonald's with my friends after church, right? I'm not going to be partying on Friday night, getting drunk on Saturday night, coming to church on Sunday, and then (laughs) <laughs> eat McDonald's all day and then starting Monday all sluggish and slow, feeling bad about my week on my job, just trying to make it through to the weekend again. No, 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 no. That's not for believers. That's not a blessed week. No, keep the Sabbath. Buy your groceries on Thursday, prep everything on Friday, spend time with the most high on Saturday, take all that leftover food and and set it up and use it as meal prep for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and see if it doesn't bless your life to have a set schedule. I promise you, you'll make healthier eating choices. You'll make better scheduling choices and it will benefit you because why would God put something in there that doesn't benefit you? whether the law is done away with or not. If it's written in the book, it will benefit you. It will benefit you. Try it. Do it the way God did it. Do it the way he did it. And you can still go to go to your church on Sunday. Go ahead. It's cool. But keep a Sabbath this Saturday. Keep a Shabbat. Spend some time only with the Lord. Prep your meals beforehand so you don't even have to cook you don't even have to worry about fire, making a fire to cook some eggs because the eggs is already scrambled and ready to go. And and you'll I promise you you will make healthier choices and your week's going to be better. It did for me. It did for my family. My testimony is when I started keeping the Sabbath, everyone started telling me how healthy I looked. That's a true story. True story. Everybody. It was weird. Like I and I didn't even realize it at first because I was new to keeping the Sabbath. And like I said, we were kind of making some mistakes and trying to figure it out, but it didn't matter. Within the first month, it had already made me look healthier, already made me feel better about myself. I don't go into Monday sluggish because Sunday's my first work day. So running around in church and doing work ain't no problem for me on a Sunday because Sunday is a work day. That's a day to put into time for the Lord, right? And so when I go into Monday, everyone's like, oh, Mondays, that don't happen to me. I was working yesterday and my whole week is, I'm telling you, man, it's changed my life. It's changed my life. And why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't the word of God change your life? Go ahead. I'll wait. Why won't it? Because the law is done away with man. You don't even know what you're talking about. Keeping the word of God and doing what it says will always result in changing your life. All truth leads to God. All love leads to, to God. And his words will bring you truth and love and prosperity. That's what he does. That's what he always does. Why would it be any different? So I challenge you to just start keeping the Sabbath. Keep a log, you know, maybe even write some stuff down and just observe on how it makes your life better. Take the challenge. See if the most high won't do it. I bet you he will because he always does. He always helps his people. And those who truly have a heart to seek him, he always shows up for that. He even showed up when pagans was crying out. Read the Bible pagan people that didn't do anything. They just cry out. And He's like, yo, what's up? I heard you was willing to listen, right? So if you start keeping the Sabbath, I bet you the Holy Spirit going to show up in your house and go, whoa, I heard there were some people were worshiping the father up in this place, right? And you're just going to start to get healthier, just like Shadrach, just like Meshach and Abednego. You're going to start getting healthier and people are going to be like, why you look so blessed? Why you look so healthy? And I tell them every time I started keeping the Sabbath. That's the only change I made in my life. And it apparently changed everything for the better. So I hope that that was an encouraging word to you today. Just test God and see if he won't bless you for doing uh, what he said he would do, which is if you observe these things and do that, which I command you, I will bless you. That's what it says. That's what it says. And I tend to believe it because it came from God. It came from the word of God, which I was told is my only link to truth, right? And uh, if all truth leads to God and the Sabbath is mentioned in the Bible, then by doing what it says will lead me to him. It's the truth is it's written in the book and it means seventh. It means the seventh day. It doesn't mean Sunday. It doesn't mean every day. It means the seventh day. So just do what it says and see what happens. See what happens. All right. Well, I look forward to you guys letting me know how how the Sabbath keeping worked. Hit us up, email us. You know, we're on Facebook at The Art Being. We're on Twitter at The Real Art Being. You can email us at theartbeing at gmail.com. That's the art of the letter B, the number three, I-N-G at gmail.com. Because there's a three in the E in the word being. Uh, Hit us up. Uh, with that email address, and just let us know how your Sabbath keeping goes. If you're already Sabbath observant and you have a testimony like uh, my family does, which is keeping the Sabbath just made us all look so much healthier, uh, let me know about that too. I would love to have you on the show and and just discuss how you have personally grown and benefited from keeping the laws of God. Let's not worry about denominations. Let's not worry about arguments. Let's just worry about doing what God said and letting it bless us. So uh, it worked for my family. It was a blessing for us. And I I hope that you just uh, try this out so that it can be a blessing for you. I love you guys and uh, hope you have a good Shabbat coming up. Bye.